This is a Broad Pods production. Funny for a woman. Hey, fellow broads. Okay, it's time for a good laugh, so get ready to hear some of the funniest gals in the game who make us cry with laughter, gasp with familiarity, and remind us that life doesn't have to be serious all the time. So sit back, grab a snack, and maybe duck to the loo now because, well, you know. Hi there, it's Jo Stanley here. Get ready to meet the outrageously funny Aussie comedian Kitty Flanagan, who you might know from her impressive repertoire in acting, directing, writing, comedy and curly hair maintenance. I mean, she's got a lot going on. She's pretty much a Jill of all trades wrapped in one seriously funny woman. So grab a drink, kick back with me and my co-host Angela Pippos and get ready for some serious Kitty magic. Kitty, lovely to have you on Broad Radio. Congratulations on your latest venture, which is your very funny series, Fisk, on the ABC. I really, really enjoyed Thank it. You. Yeah, it was a ripper. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. I don't know. Did you hear the conversation we were having earlier about Kate Winslet and the changing of the posters and all that sort of stuff? Do, do, do you escape yeah. conversations like that when you're a comedian? Well, a few things. Like, first of all, yes, I, I had to control what sort of photo went on the poster for Fisk, but not because... I wanted my face changed, but because I just wanted to make sure they didn't use any wacky photos. Because when <laughs> when people do publicity for comedy, they always want to use a wacky photo. And it's my fault. I know better. But during the photo shoot, you're there, you're being sensible, you're being sensible, you're being sensible. And you just go for so long. And then you do one stupid thing and you go, oh, no, that's the one they're yeah, going to use. Yeah, that's don't stick your use. tongue out. <laughs> Never stick your tongue out in a photo shoot. What am I doing? Use... <laughs> yes. Yeah. I learned that so early in the game when I did a photo shoot really, really early on with my sister. And they got a photo shoot of us making scones. We used to make scones every Thursday. We lived together. And um, we were making scones. And I picked up two scones, put them on my eyes. And my sister turned around and went, well, there's the photo. We may as well not do any more. And sure enough, there I was in Who Weekly with two scones on my eyes. What an idiot. What an idiot. But as far as, you know, sex scenes, uh, firstly, there will never be any in Fisk. Um, I can guarantee that for you. I don't even need to see sex scenes on any. I just don't need to see them. Like if they walk into the bedroom and shut the door, I'll just imagine what they're doing. I feel like my imagination mm. is much better than any, I don't want to. I don't want to see people doing it. I don't care what they look like, but I just. I don't want to see anyone doing it. And I certainly could never do it myself. Imagine trying to do a sex scene, and the director comes over and goes, "Sorry, what are you doing?" And it's like, "Oh, I, I, I thought I was doing sex. Is this not it?" And you find out that for all these years, you've been doing it wrong. Just, I would never put myself in that position. I couldn't do it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, I'm you know, coach standing in the corner going no, just up a bit higher, harder, faster. So I was like, I no, not for me. So, yeah, feel free to watch, watch Fisk with your children. There will be no sex scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Fisk and it came after Utopia when you were the PR woman. So you've done... PR woman beautifully, I might say, and then you've got into the lawyer. Um, what occupation would you like to sort of sink your teeth into next? Who, if, you know, who would you like think, to honour? I think that's probably it, it for me. I've got two characters, one with straight hair, one with curly hair, so I'm done really. <laughs> I could do now. <laughs> that, that's the extent of my acting skills. 
Um, well, I'd like to. I'd like to do more Fisk. I don't think we're finished with uh, with Helen the lawyer yet. So I'll um, I'll hopefully get to do another another series of that, and then I can. Uh, I, I don't know. Then I think I'm done. Really, uh, just no. Yeah, you're it's not. taken me a long time. That's to, not it's true. taken me a long time to get my head on the television, and I'm, that's why I kind of. There's a part of me that also goes. It's really hard if you have to wait. You know, I've been writing things since I was. And I can, I can tell you the exact age. Since 33, I've been trying to get a show up on TV because I remember because yeah. everything I write, it always starts with, you know, Helen, 33, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then, a couple, then it becomes, oh, now I'm pitching Helen, 35. Now it's Helen, late 30s. Now into <laughs> Helen, early 40s. Now it's Helen, late 40s. Jesus Christ, when am I getting on the television? So, I, you know. I sort of get it, you know, if you want to kind of go, oh, I should have been on TV at 33. <laughs> we have to wait 20 years and now you have to look at my 53-year-old head. It's sort of, I don't know, I, I do understand when, when people get a bit vain about it because you are being, mm. being scrutinised mm. by everybody and it's all very well for women to sit around and go, you know, you should just show your real face. But who is it but women who ring up and go, Sandra Sully looks terrible tonight. Mm. Where did she get those earrings? Why mm. is she wearing that top? It's never the men who write in and say, I don't mm. like the top she's wearing. I don't like the earrings. So I think, you know, the sisterhood is a little bit um, little bit two-faced on that whole thing. Well, it can to be excuse the pun there. Well, that's because we're kind I, of critical I think so. of ourselves as well absolutely yeah. and uh and you know i mean i discovered very late in the piece fortunately that um they can do something quite magical in the actual edit like they can make your face look a bit nicer in the edit they can, can they? i thought they could only do it with still pictures but they can get a magic pen out and they can if <laughs> if you've got the money to do it in the budget the abc but, um, does not have that money we didn't have a lot of money in the budget for that sort of thing so it could only happen if i was sitting really still but um <laughs> I had uh, I had really bad acne as a kid, so I'm very sensitive about acne scars on my on my cheeks. And usually we had a fantastic lighting person, a fantastic DOP, and they kind of work around that kind of thing. But there were a couple of shots where I did look at it and I said to the lovely D, who was our um, who was our person in charge of the grading, I said, "Can can you do something about that?" And she went, "Yeah, I can. I can put a bit of a magic pin over that." And I said, oh, "Just just soften it a bit. They can't delete it, but they can just soften it a bit." <laughs> And I said, look, I won't ask all the time. I said, but just that one particular shot, it was very close. I said, I just, I wouldn't usually let the camera come that close. And she said, that's fine. She said, it's your television show. You can do what you want. I said, thanks very much, Dee. That's very kind of you. <laughs> Otherwise, sometimes it can become distracting. I think people just go, oh, she's got acne scars and start peering at the television. Yeah. I did it once or twice and the ABC also asked for one. <laughs> did they? Her face looks weird in their shock and you do something about it. <laughs> It was worth the wait to see you acting and it's just been fantastic. So you're a writer, director, actress, stand-up stand up comedian. Um, you know, what is there left to do? I mean, you, you've covered sort of the, the arts fairly <laughs> comprehensively, but your books are good too. We, love, we, we loved reading, you know, your most recent book and it gave us some, Joe, some good tips, didn't oh. it, about how to navigate our way <laughs> through life? That's it. Um, yeah. Well, for, we, we, for, you did the launch for me, Joe. You did a, a great thing for me at the, at the mm, festival. We had yeah. a chat about that. 
that was my greatest, one of my greatest joys being on stage with you talking about your writing, Kitty. Um, <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because you're on broad radio. Um, but <laughs> you bring all of these rules for life and some of them are just so spot on, particularly the ones that you write around movie makers. And we're talking about a lot about this today. <laughs> um, directly to movie makers, no one has sex on the kitchen floor. Couldn't be more accurate. Um, women wash themselves to get clean, not to get off. <laughs> Oh, I just I'm so sick of seeing this scene in a in a shower when they like wash themselves like this. Oh, so languid. Oh. <laughs> and then they just you know, no one's ever like given it a bit of this, <laughs> bit of this. Come on. <laughs> wash your bits, ladies. And no one ever puts a shower cap on in a movie either. When do you yeah. ever see someone put a shower cap on? Mm. But they always have wet That's hair. That's true. Don't they? In movies. I, my shower cap is my favourite thing. I mean, I guess that's because I got curly hair and moisture's your enemy. But I just, I, I can't, I can't shower without a shower cap. It's like those stupid things they put, you know, those showers they have where it's just a thing that comes out of the ceiling. Yes. Every woman hates those, surely. Yeah, because you you're both, you're both looking at me now like you've no, got no, those no. fancy pants. No, I get it. Because you don't always want to wash your hair. So you, you don't want to be able to wash your hair. It. Yeah, no, I yeah. get that. Oh, I'm a big fan of the shower cap. I, I absolutely, I don't want to wash my hair more than once a week. No way. Um, when it comes to movies, the, the one that I don't like is that when there's a woman who's running away, they always have her tripping over her feet. I mean, there's, there is this assumption that women cannot run. It doesn't matter if there's not a log there. She manages to trip over something. I can't stand it. That's mine. <laughs> oh, well, I must say during, um, during the filming of Fisk, I, there were a few scenes where I had to run and it wasn't until the edit when everyone started laughing and they said, oh, that's really funny what you're doing. And I went, oh, that, that's good, but I wasn't actually trying to be funny. But apparently I, I can't run and I didn't know that. I thought I was quite athletic and quite sporty. And I just, I run like a mum who's late for tuck shop. <laughs> it's just, oh, it was really so embarrassing. And I don't mind because it turned out to be funny, but it's just mm. always better to be funny when you know you're being funny. <laughs> <laughs> true. true. So here's another thing about movie makers and it really pisses me off is when the woman stands against the wall crying and then collapses to the floor up against the wall. Oh, like yep. when I'm sobbing, down the wall. yeah, sliding down yep. the wall. Take to your bed like a normal person. That's where <laughs> yes. sobbing happens. <laughs> I remember, I remember Tony Collette in um, in About a Boy did the most fantastic crying on the couch. Do you remember that one? And yes. she had snot coming out. It was just, it was the best bit of real crying I'd ever seen. I just went, mm. oh, she, she's method that woman. <laughs> she's really good <laughs> yeah, at something. Yeah. Whereas That's you know, true. if she'd been directed by a man to do crying, yeah, they would have done exactly that. Can you just? Dab with the tissue, mm. hold it in, do a bit of waving your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak, I can't speak. And she was just, oh, yeah, it's letting true. It all out. It's great. Yes. Uh, what about the fact, Ange, that uh, Kitty is giving parenting <laughs> advice? Ah, yes. Without, without being now, an actual parent. <laughs> I think it's a masterstroke. I think we need more people who are truly independent when it comes to this subject. I'm, I'm up for it. So, I'll be calling you Thank next you, time Ange. I have something to sort out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm objective and I can really help. Yes. Like I had I had friends who were faffing around trying to give their toddler a, you know, she had to take her medicine and they had it in the little tube trying to inject it. I was like, give it to me. I can pill a cat like nobody. <laughs> you know, I can take my cat hole and shove a pill down there. I can do your kid no problem. 
Like that kid doesn't even have teeth yet that they're going to get. Like, give me that kid. I can peel it for you. I need to tell you, and though, And also, I don't have children, so I haven't mucked it up. So all my advice, like, hasn't been proven wrong because mm. I've not mucked up parenting. <laughs> it's no, not. pure advice. Yes. Exactly. Well, also, the other thing is my daughter, when she saw me reading this the other day, she's 12, Kitty, and she said, oh, can I read that after you? And I was like, fantastic. I now solve <laughs> myself from all parenting responsibilities. This is going to get her to adulthood now. Kitty. Well, I you feel be like careful you're parenting with that, my daughter now through that book. You be careful because I've had a lot of people say their kid read the book and now the kid follows them around holding them and saying, calling them out on the rules, going, you're not allowed to do that, that's the rule. You're not allowed to do that, that's the rule. Oh. So just beware <laughs> that she'll become the rule maker. Oh, my God, and the bossy rule children are the most tedious things around. <laughs> I can't stand bossy children. Well, that's another hey, thing Kitty. in movies. Like, when do you ever see movies where kids talk like real kids instead mm. of, like, with these smart, witty mm. rejoinders? It's like, the kids don't talk like that. Actually, no. Francis, Ange's son does talk like that. <laughs> he does actually He's... talk like that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, when I've got him I in lockdown. I think he does it. There's 24, lot, there's way too much smart-arsery. Yeah, there's way too much smart-arsery yeah. from kids on television. But mm. I just don't think they'd get away with it. They certainly wouldn't have got away with it, you know, from my mum would have said, mm, nah. You don't talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.